Give your faith wings. Explore life with 657 AM. 657 AM. Welcome back. You're still tuned in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM. This is, of course, I am live on a Friday evening, hanging out with myself, given illustrative, as well as uh, Charles Dudoy coming in from the Western Cape. Um, and tonight we're having our discussion, talking about um, our theme for the month is um, youth, youth month, right? And uh, we're basically looking at what it means to be young. And uh, what it, what exactly does it mean to be a young person living in this 21st century where everything is operating on gadgets, where phones are charging to 100% in eight minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really want we really want to understand today's today's youth um, and the fact that each and every generation is different from the other. And I think I think I, I, I know I cannot verify this right now especially without doing any studies or reading any article but i am 100 percent sure that literally every generation that comes before always complains about the generation that comes after it so whenever you're (laughs) complaining about the generation that came after you remember that there's a generation that complained when you were coming (laughs) you know i'm sure with baby boomers i don't even know what generation comes before baby boomers but i'm sure um those who came before baby boomers were complaining that baby boomers are so you know because baby boomers grew up in a time where um you know getting a job was like the easiest thing like you literally knew once you graduated depending obviously on where you grew up but here in South Africa the most popular job positions were being a teacher being a nurse uh being a mostly everything within government working within government was the the most the most popular job positions um as you know working at uh some department department of health department of home affairs department of this or that or this or that or labor so and also being a traffic cop and being a cop in itself those were very very um and in fact i remember my grandmother um saying to me i told her that i'm done with high school and then she said to me oh so now you're going to train and i didn't understand that language like it was actually a thing that people went back when people finished high school they went on training right you didn't go it wasn't considered studying it was considered training because you are training for a job or let me rather say it was actually popular for people to ask you also what are you going to train to be because it was like you train then after you train you go get a job right that's what was understood however now we're living in a completely different time where hundreds and thousands of south africans in fact um where we go up to the million to the millions um of young south africans have qualifications they've done they've done the quote-unquote training but they don't have jobs they're unable to find jobs so today we're specifically talking about millennials versus gen z's or the gen alpha what are the key behavioral differences between the two generations? Um, and, and this is a very interesting one to look at because we're living in a time where generations are very much well understood. Technology has so much information to give us about Gen Zs, especially because they've lived their entire lives 
um, surrounded by technology, by Google. Um, you know, they live on the internet. They meet each other on mm. the internet. I mean, some of our millennial generations, we met our spouses on the internet. I'm not talking about Charles and I. We did it the old-fashioned <laughs> way. <laughs> but a lot of our a lot of our friends met their partners on on online on Tinder on Facebook on Instagram um and they actually got married right now i want and i want us all to have a conversation about uh what we think and of course some of these things we're going to be having a conversation about it's things that we observe personally um it's things that we're seeing within gen z's and the upcoming generation and i know shall one of the things that irritate you about gen z's is ca- cancel culture <laughs> but i also want to challenge us to also look at some of the good things that gen z's bring to the table what are your thoughts shall uh i think it's very interesting i don't know if you've if you've ever noticed, but uh, baby boomers, do you know why they're called baby boomers? Um, actually, that's a very interesting question. Why? <laughs> they're called boomers because after the uh, the Second World War, the rate of babies that were born boomed, and that was the social term that they used, and that's why it's called baby boomers. It was the, the after the Second World War, they had a massive increase of babies being born. Mm. Uh, meaning that they were the biggest generation. But we as the millennials have officially surpassed them as being the biggest generation with the most living adults. Mm. So that's something to be proud of. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, They repopulated the earth. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they repopulated the earth after the World War II. So I find it interesting, these generations, because I think we... We should be cautious not to let you let yourself be defined by what is the social convention of that generation. See what is good, stick to that, but do not feel that that can be used as an excuse to be lazy. Uh, don't think that cancel culture, exactly what you mentioned now, given, can be used uh, by you just because you're part of Generation Z. That's not or Gen Z. That's just not how it works. Mm, uh, mm influence the culture much rather than that your culture influence you yeah i get you i get you that's a Mm. very very interesting point um right now um we're living in a time obviously where um and i think it's very interesting the differences between us and gen z's because we're literally living in that space right now Um, and we can make the observation right now as we're having this conversation in times past um, a lot of social scientists didn't care as much or they didn't have the instruments to actually monitor the behaviors of Gen Z's. And in fact, it's quite interesting now because you can actually have a look at a lot of countries within the world and actually start to see how millennials as well as Gen Z's are behaving in general. So as a very brief understanding of what we're talking about, right? Um, a millennial is anyone born between 1980 and 1995. Um, so if a per- so, 1980 would be 40 year old, right, Charles? Am I correct? Because I'm 30 and 41, I'm 1990. Yes. yes, 41. Okay, 41. There we go. Um, mm. Yeah, and then and all the way up to 1995. And I'm guessing 1995 would be 30, 36. 36. 
All right, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, 36. 36, yeah. So those are the millennials. Um, and then there are, and then also you get your Gen Zs, which are born after 1995, right up to the early 2000s. So they're a bit younger than um, our group, our millennial group. And the reason that it's so important to look at the differences between these um, generations is because I don't know if you've noticed, but companies as well as our entertainment changes based on the relevant generation. Um, a lot of a lot of our what so- what our society consumes in terms of products, um, transport, in terms of you know the things we watch, uh, the places we go, it'll all be transformed based on the relevant and current generation. So if if we are not aware of what Gen Zs are up to, we will not see the change happen, and it'll shock us, right? Um, and if we don't, as the elder generation, try to understand what's happening with Gen Z's, what will usually happen is that we will become so ignorant that we won't be even be able to help them navigate the world that they live in. Um, so it's very important mm. for us to have these conversations, right? For one, we know that millennials, one of the things that set us apart is the fact that millennials grew up with uh, the in, in a time when the, the internet was not as popular as it is now. For example, I know what 2G is. I literally have used a phone with 2G and I remember how we how excited we were when 2G came came into play. Nowadays people know 4G and 4G is so common and popular which is uh LTE. So 4G is LTE just uh, a bit advanced I suppose. Uh but 4G and, and LTE are like, you know, very good friends. Um and <laughs> I I literally lived through um, the time when we had the Nokia 3310, I remember what it was like when that was the most popular phone you could have. Um, I remember when that phone didn't even go on the internet. I remember when the first few phones came to my neighborhood, not even to the world, but to my neighborhood. The first friend who showed me how the internet works, um, the first phone I owned that had the internet. Um, and what I could do and what I couldn't do and how slow it was. And yet I was still very excited. But nowadays, I mean, back then we didn't complain about 3G. There was a time when 3G came into play and we didn't complain because 3G was like, whoa, you know. And there was a time when I don't know if you know MiG-33, Shaw. No, what's that? Ah, you were not part of the crew. <laughs> you were... Apparently not. <laughs> so MiG-33 was what used to be popular before Mixit. Like very globally, oh, no. globally, um, it's a ch- it was a chat app. Um, it worked a lot. So I'm just going to, I don't know if, if, if it evolved eventually, but I'm just going to read a quick synopsis. Uh, MIGME. Uh, Limited was a global digital media company focused on emerging markets. The company was registered in Australia and was listed on the Australian Securities Exchange from 11 August 2014 to 22 August 2014. Uh, There is also a secondary listing. Okay, that's not really important. But basically, this is the company that um, owned MiG-33. 
the chatting site, the chatting app, basically, that used mm. to exist back in the day. And I remember the first person I saw using it was a friend of mine who came from Joburg. It basically had chat rooms, just like Mixit. Um, and you could chat mm. to absolute strangers. And this is the interesting thing about back in the day um, when we were discovering the internet is that we our generation loved the idea of interacting with people we didn't know, right? Yes. Yeah, we literally had walked in a chat room with people we didn't know and chatted with them, strangers we would never meet, uh, sometimes people mm. that were not even from your country or continent. Um, and then, obviously, there, there were, there were though, then we moved over to Mixit. I remember for me it was Mixit. What was your first exposure to chat rooms or chat apps, Shaw? Mix it. That was mix it as well. Is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I remember mix it. I even carried mix it all the way up to varsity. Um, now, but anyways, <laughs> so that is one defining factor of us millennials. We grew up, we literally saw the, uh, the internet in its infantile stages and we grew up with it. So we were introduced to the internet. And then you have Gen Z's who were born during the internet, right? Um, when the internet was, mm. by the time they were self-aware, by the time they understood the world, they could, you know, by the time you could spell your name, you could already use a tablet. <laughs> you could already yes. navigate your way around a computer. We didn't grow up in that generation. Um, so Gen Zs are very, very different generation. They're a lot more vocal, but unfortunately, they're vocal on social media. They're very vocal on social media. Um, they have very different interests than millennials. Um, a lot. The thing about them is, you. I don't know if it's just me, and and I'm going to mention this is just my experience, and I don't know if you can confirm or deny this, Charles. Uh, but I really yeah. think Gen Zs, uh, some people call them Zoomers. Uh, Gen Zs are a lot more knowledgeable at a very young age. So sometimes when you have a conversation with them, they are already way ahead of you in what you're talking to them about. I mean, we have a colleague right now whose son knows who Elon Musk is and who knows what Elon Musk's companies are at the age of 12. Oh, wow. Can you believe that? Sure. Like, what, mm. are, what are your thoughts on the fact that Gen Z's know at a very early age more than what we knew at their age? I think with regards to the, the rise of the internet and the accessibility of the internet, we weren't raised in a world where anything was at, at your, all information was at your fingertips. We never had that. When you needed information, you needed to, to go to a library, uh, be that the public library or the school library. But if you wanted to learn something about something else, you needed to go search through catalogs and find in which book oh it is. Oh my goodness, and then you have to I go forgot for that I book. used to use the library. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. I used to actually go and look for I actually remember what it's like to go to a library and have to ask the librarian where this book is and then she goes to yes. pull out an index and then goes find yes. the book for you oh my goodness <laughs> Charles you're bringing back memories uh, I'm great I, I'm glad I'm doing it because that, that goes to show why we weren't so informed because whatever you wanted to do, it would take your entire weekend to do some research on horses for that matter. Not a single moment. We don't have Google images in which you can find within 
one millisecond, 40,000 different pictures of horses. Mm. We didn't have that. For a lot of it, lots of the encyclopedias that we used didn't even, it showed a picture of a horse, but we didn't know at that side that you get like a free spare and you can get a Norwegian horse and you get a Scots pony. You know, we don't, we didn't have that. You would read about them, but you couldn't see them. And I think because of the fact that the internet in its, in its essence is information being passed around, we didn't we weren't raised with that information or the informed generation. We weren't mm, that informed. Mm. Um, however, it was easier for us. I remember the first time that my mom went to Europe that we were able to phone her and my mind was blown by the fact that my mom was sitting in London. Mm-hmm. We could phone her. Then whatever I would tell her, uh, I could hear myself being repeated. And then she would answer me. But, you know, it sounds it sounds strange because now we're currently, we can have Zoom meetings. You sitting there, I'm sitting here. We can have a guy from the United States online and there would be no delay. Exactly. But, 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 but back then, my mind was blown in how quick it is. Can you imagine you're talking to someone in London mm. and it's working? <laughs> imagine. Mm. Imagine we should yeah. start doing interviews of people interna- internationally. Hey, like I think we'll start looking into that, taking advantage of this Gen Z world. Uh, but I love the point that you're bringing up. Mm. It's it's very very true that that is quite literally the world that uh, Gen Zs live in, um, and it's the world that we live in. And it, it's fortunate for us, right? Because baby boomers never got the chance to be to live their youth during the internet. Whereas we got a chance to experience a bit of both. So before BE, which is before internet, and also AE, (laughs) which is after internet. Uh, But unfortunately for, for Gen Zs, they are the natives of the internet world. They were born during Wi-Fi, Google, social media, TikTok, YouTube, uh, TED Talks, you know, all of these things where mm. you literally can do an online course and, and become qualified in a particular set of, in a particular field. Uh, but now going a little bit deeper, Charles, right? Going a little bit deeper. This also means that for us, I mean, obviously millennials and Gen Zs are all considered to be youths. So even if you're if you're thinking to yourself, even at 36, yes, if you're 36, you're still part of youth. Um, well, I know that different definitions. Some at church they might put you under singles instead of youth. So I don't know. I don't know which <laughs> definition you wanna go with. Uh, but your youth actually lasts. I mean, if once you enter your 40s, maybe we can start debating that you're no longer under youth. Or am I wrong, Charles? <laughs> Well, you know, I know a couple of young guys that's still young at forty. So <laughs> they're young. They're young in spirit. <laughs> yes, they're definitely. young in spirit. Okay, no, I completely get you. But anyways, when I say getting into the deeper things, what I mean is that the struggles that millennials faced are not the same struggles that Gen Zs face. Um, they are not all that different. But for example, um, when I went to varsity, for example, I 
had many different struggles than what Gen Zs do. For example, when I went to to varsity, I didn't have the option of studying online. Not that online platforms did not exist, but they were not as ubiquitous as they are today. So nowadays, literally even Harvard is offering free um, education. Obama has his mm. own online um, education platform. You can literally educate yourself from your smartphone. All you need is diligence and discipline. And you can literally mm. become an expert at something. Um, so when I was going to varsity, there was none of that. And I think also when I learned how to drive, which I think this was by choice, though, because the Internet already existed. But my point is this. When living in the time of the Gen Zs, depending on if you're a person who loves the Internet or not. Um, and I know that our conversation is revolving a lot around the Internet. Um, and that was not the intention. It's just that the Internet really does help differentiate mm. the two generations. But what I was going to say mm. is, for me, um, when, I was, when I was approaching my adulthood, when early adult life, right, there were a lot of things that I couldn't watch YouTube videos to understand. I literally had to discover them myself. Uh, there weren't as many tutoring classes that you could take for free on the internet. But for Gen Zs, that's different. If you, if you don't understand how something works as a person living in the modern era and you're a Gen Z, it's because you're just not searching the internet or because there are some people who are technologically challenged or they just don't like the internet um, or you're just one of those people, which there aren't that many. Right. Um, especially mm. nowadays, because, I mean, four year olds are using tablet. What's your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that in a disrespectful manner. I say it in jest. Uh, but it's yeah. true, though, the fact that four year olds are using tablets. So you can imagine that people who are technologically challenged will probably not exist anymore. In the near future. Right. <laughs> And, and I think something that we also need to bear in mind is we, we comp keep on complaining in, in today's world that the data is expensive. Mm. But we forget the fact that it's become a lot more affordable than what it used to be. Mm. Um, you know, true. while we were talking now about the internet and uh, it's a, it's a big differentiator between the two generations. I remember there was a time that we switched the internet on and off over weekends because that's when the internet was affordable. Imagine. Um, you, you remember. So so with regards to that, I think we we the, having the internet at your fingertips is is meaning that we've got a lot more at our fingertips than now than what we have. Uh, I can sit here, do the show with you, and I can have, well, it's 8 o'clock, so it probably won't work, but I can have groceries delivered within the next 60 minutes. Um, before the show is, for all practical reasons, done, I can have Uber bring my meal over, which the, the internet is used to do that. Yeah. In other words, the Gen, Gen Z, if you're willing to do that, they've got a total different way of generating income, as was the case with you and me we yeah, never had yeah. that opportunity yeah. we never ever well i don't know about you i'm a couple of years older than what you are but not a lot but the internet to me never seemed as a way of generating income 
Mm, mm. No, it was the same for me. I mean, I'm having cold feet right now about basing my career on the internet, right? I'm I'm very Mm. anxious about it, even though it's something I want to do. But now here's another thing I wanted to get into, right? Um, Gen Zs are actually a lot more involved in politics than what we were at their age. Um, they know and they have political as well as social discussions on these social media platforms. Now, if you're sitting there, yes. uh, like, trust me, your kid might be very well versed because, you know, it's a thing, right? I've realized that fathers, especially fathers, but often mothers as well, tend to not want their kids to show that they know and understand something better than they do. And there was a time when that was true, when your kid, you actually knew more than your kid. Why? Because you read the newspaper and your kid didn't care about it. You watched the news and your kid didn't care about it. You watched talk shows and your kid didn't care about it. So you understood how the world works better than they did. Unfortunately, the time we live in now... I know more about how the world works better than my mother. And there, mm. there are uh, Gen Zs who understand how the world works better than I do. I mean, imagine there's a 12-year-old who lives in, um, I think the kid stays in Sosha or Mamilodi, one of the two. A kid staying in Sosha or Mamilodi, 12-year-old, knows who Elon Musk is. Right. And knows mm. what company he has. And I was asking his mom, like, do you know who Elon Musk is? She's like, no. I'd never even, I've never even imagined <laughs> that there's such a person. So it, it is important to understand that, Jen, we living in a time where your child can actually know a whole lot more than you do. Um, and you might argue with them and they get frustrated because they know why they read the article. They had the conversation with people who know it better in, on, on, on social media. So, for example, on YouTube, you find that, like for me... I follow a lot of tech-savvy people on YouTube. I follow, I, I know that you do as well, Charles. Um, you, know, you follow people who um, explain current events very well, like something happens now and then they're able to deliver and tell you and help you digest that thing. Um, and then you watch a lot of commentary on global news. Um, I mean, I could tell you that Norway is one of the cu- the countries in the world with the most electric vehicles, you know, something that yeah. you couldn't know back in the day. So my, my point basically is this is what Gen Z's are doing, and they're starting to do it at a much earlier age. They're following people on the Internet who are feeding them information directly and helping them digest that information. So they know things that you would never know because you don't exist in their world. Um, And they understand how certain technologies work and how to make life easier for themselves. But also want to come back to the emphasis that they actually are aware of what's happening, not only in the political climate of their country of birth, but also of the neighboring countries and some countries around the world. They can actually tell you who, who, what's happening currently between the left and right in America. Like that's yes. modern Gen Zs, right? Uh, or the modern, modern youth. They can tell you those things. Um, and I know, do you find it scary, Charles, that that's the world we live in where your kids will actually be telling you how the world works and not the other way around? Uh, yes, I find it scary because I've because I've noticed with I don't know if you've seen the same thing, but I've noticed with Gen Z they're a lot opinionated. They definitely um, 
and they I don't know how healthy it is, but they share the yeah they share the opinions of those people they follow on YouTube or whatever. Be that correct information or not, they hold to that opinion, um, and that I find a bit scary to be totally honest. Because it might just be the way that I was raised, but I always like to read varying opinions and then sort of formulate my own. That's why yeah. we run the odd ask in that way. Let's have a discussion and see if we can find a middle ground. Uh, I need to read people that challenge my perceptions in order for me to see whether that which I hold firm to is true and and right in all meanings, uh, in in various meanings is actually what I'm trying to say. But Gen Z is opinionated. And that, <laughs> that I find scary. Have you noticed <laughs> the same thing? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, definitely I have. They're very opinionated and they speak quite eloquently. Um, and that's the yes. thing about today's world. Like you can find someone who, you know, comes from a very impoverished background. They're young. Uh, they've n- not even been to varsity. They're probably at home. They're struggling to pay for their school. But when they speak, they're very eloquent, like very, very eloquent. Mm. Um, and you'd you'd be shocked. You'd think that they live as savvy of a lifestyle as you do, or you'd assume that they might be middle class, and they're absolutely not. But they speak very well because that's the world that we live in now, where even eloquent speaking and good reading is just ubiquitous. Like I remember when I was growing up, how proud my aunt was of the fact that I speak English. And I'm like, back then, it was a big deal for baby boomers, for their kids to speak English and speak it well. Like, you're, you know, you're breathing it out of your nostrils. <laughs> yeah. it, it was a very, very big deal. But now for us millennials, speaking English is like the most normal thing. So for our kids to speak English is like, duh. <laughs> you know? They you, need to speak English. Yeah. You understand what I mean? They're going to be speaking better English than us, in fact. Um, so, you know what, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to wrap it up there right now. So that is our discussion on, um, you know, the differences between millennials as well as Gen Zs. Very important differences. If you have anything to add to the conversation, please do let us know um, on our WhatsApp and on our um, Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. We will be waiting for you there. Um, the number for WhatsApp and Telegram is 